Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read. By yours truly, my name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And we find ourselves once more amid the towering stacks of your library, uh, an increasing number of which I've rearranged to uh, to create a, a variety of entertainments for the for the guests that we're going to invite during the uh, Right. I was going to say, we're, we're not going to have another Viking literature uh, uh, incident, are we? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to... to but Never mind. To which particular incident are you referring yeah, exactly. there? Yeah, exactly. That's a, my point. That's okay, my point no, entirely. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, see, my problem is that it could be it could be quite a number of incidences. Incidents mm, at by this now, point. Yes, it is. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, 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 at least you're keeping the raccoons busy, uh, right? Yes. Oh, so, Tristan, I do uh, like them. Uh, they will hopefully not be uh, uh, participating in, the, uh, in, so, in no. the events. So let's take an inventory. Yeah. Um, and and let's just let's just see how how different things strike. Now, obviously, you've seen the hebdomadary paddock. I don't think it's going to be very popular. No, I don't think. As, as far as petting zoos go, it's kind of like the stroke tank in like the what now? The petting zoo that they have in Aquaria, where they have like these. Oh, I thought something very different when you were talking about the stroke tank. Oh, I, I'm hoping you were thinking about a hospital with a specialty ward for people. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Let's yeah. go with that. Uh, moving on to the uh, the next entertainment. Well, I mean, I like what you've done with how you've kind of like rearranged the bookshelves to yes. uh, turn them more into like seating areas for people. It's like yes, I've made a little amphitheater, a little throne of books, which is not very good for the books, but you know, it's maybe it's one of those situations like with old uh, Chinese tea sets. They need to be regularly used and and wetted and have tea brewed in yes. them, otherwise they, they, they crack. And the, uh, but the point of the, books is to read them, not to sit on them or pile them up. So of all the books you owned, how much time do they spend on a pile and how much time do they spend in your hands being read? Okay, well, ideally they spend time on the shelf. Well, okay. Not okay. When people travel a long way, say all the way to Croydon in London mm. on the uh, 25th of April uh, 2020, a, a bit of pageantry doesn't hurt. So we'll, we'll sit true. them down on, on, on some piles of books, right? Okay. And, and, and enjoy the. the Just make the sure that they wipe their the feet library. and we don't get any muddy footprints on the books. Isn't that what dust jackets are for? No. Hey. Okay, if you were the inventor of books, yeah. how would you make them better than this? Like, we've got paperback, we've got hardback, and we've got dust jacket. Yes. What else do we have? We have perfect bound. We have like, if you if you were inventing books right now, if we go to the oh, maybe this is fun to do as a, as an activity during the open day. Make we'll books. go to the yeah, we'll go to the book repair studio and just invent a new style of book. Well, oh, what would yours look like? I'd be hard pressed to uh, uh, to uh, <laughs> come up with something on the spot like this. So books are dead boring, right? They only fold one way. Most of them. For like a. a a choose-your-own-adventure book, uh, which we've done in the past. I might do again in the future. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you want pages to be able to fold multiple ways? Sort of like one of those... Uh, uh, oh, one those, of those folding... One of those, yeah, yeah, one of those those games... Uh, Fold it uh, open to page three and then uh, sub-page four. And the, and the path goes... Uh, uh, the, the, the path branches left or right. Which way do you go? And then you can flip the page to the left, left or, or right. to the right. Yeah. Like, that would be cool. it makes sense. Yeah, it would be. But that would not, like, fundamentally change the book. That would just be uh, clever pages, like a pop-up book. I think that, that would, still counts as improvement. Well, okay. Okay. What else can we improve? So there's the, um, there's the spine. I mean, you can make them from to... better materials and paper. I mean, paper, like even archival quality paper has, te- has a tendency to be susceptible to uh, smudging and tearing. And All right. What would, you, what would you make it out of? The instructions for the tire change that I got off my car were actually printed on a big sheet of plastic. Rather, oh, which that's was handy. Which you can do it in the snow. Because you're going to be doing it in the snow or when yes. it's like wet and conditions and it's like it's not going to fall apart on you. So that was actually really clever. That's <laughs> really brilliant. Okay. So 
material science and the and the and the, and the sort of hinging and I mean you've said pop up. I kind of think every book should have a little like pop up aspect to it. Like, I think not? I think we should have pop in. So extra <laughs> extra dimensional pages which like actually have depth to them. So you can have like oh. little dioramas in the page. That would be amazing. Oh, that would be incredible. Yes. That would be so close to like a little holodeck. Technologically sort of difficult, into. but definitely an improvement. All right, folks, get on that. In the meantime, the the diorama that we uh, uh, that we have in store in store for our readers this week, which kind of like it, it kind of has that vibe. Like if you if you if you look at this cover, it does sort of look like you're you're gazing into worlds beyond belief. Now, if you look down at your podcasting device right now, you should should be seeing the cover of today's book. And if not, you can check the show notes for an image and a link. Check us out on Cover My Ass Cast. Dot com episode 66 uh, 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 or on Twitter these are all great places you can go to find the cover of today's book which is Space 1999 episode 4 The Psychomorph by Michael yes. Butterworth it's a book based on a television program True. the uh, Space 1999 which uh, it's based on the dialogue and ideas of Terence Feely and <laughs> Terence Dix both <laughs> Terence and Terence this is like the, really confusing those oh, names yes. those names are surprisingly auspicious considering uh, yeah. what I just <laughs> realized yes, about no, my notes right but yes who wrote the original right. atv scripts for jerry anderson productions and Hoot studios so yes what we have here is two of our main characters they kind of look like you know uh, assyrians i would say like yeah they've got the they've got the sort of uh, a ceremonial armor lots of lots of their limbs fully exposed yes the less is more school of armory yes the <laughs> <laughs> that the 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 the, the More scantier, ex- yes. the the higher the armor your, resistance. Your armor yeah. class is higher the less you're wearing. So these are these are two of our our protagonists, uh, uh, Volvo and Vajona, who are strapped to medical examination tables uh-huh. where Space 1999 takes place. Because yeah. I don't know if you have ever seen the television program, I have not. No. And I think a lot of people with you. So Space 1999 mm-hmm. is a television program from the from the seventies, pre Star Wars, and British, despite starring Martin Landau, uh, mm. Jerry Anderson, of course, famous for Thunderbirds and and other uh, Super Mario Nation programs. I, I can kind of see how the background aesthetics, and especially the models of the spaceships, like do have a high Thunderbirds aesthetic to them sort and, of vibe uh, don't they yeah. I, I really I really like that so in this program it starts off in the in the distant future of 1999 where the moon has been used to dump radioactive waste yes oh yeah and then there's an explosion an accident at, a, at one of these uh, radioactive waste sites and the moon is rocketed off uh, into space wow that would require a massive explosion a stupid Tremendous explosion that yeah. would also obliterate nearby planets such as, ooh, Earth. Well, it depends on which way the blast is pointing. If the blast is pointing away from Earth, yeah. then the moon's trajectory is toward Earth. So uh, either way no, it's... no, orbital yeah. mechanics doesn't work like that. Well, well, no. well... No, 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 no. So ideally... <laughs> Are you sure that I can't convince you with the skeptic's battle cry of, no. well... <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> okay. we've all seen the, uh, like the, the graph of understanding of orbital of or- mechanics. Yes, and it's like XKCD, yes. where it's, <laughs> it, it rises and rises as you go to college and then get a PhD and in then astrophysics get and then suddenly it spikes when you start playing KSP because then it's, <laughs> yeah. ah, now it all starts to make sense it does visualize things very nicely in that regard so uh, the moon rockets off into space carrying with it the moon base mm. moon base alpha well, yes uh, and I assume uh, moon base beta and Charlie as well because you know what I don't I don't know if those ever come up yeah. the introductory explanation in this book was not was not very thorough so who knows maybe next time we should like read the first book not the fourth 
Well, we've done that. Yeah, I suppose. And it's not always... I mean, and then we always look forward to the, the, the next one. And maybe we can, we can look back to what came before, which is also kind of relevant oh, for p- this particular... Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I see where you're ah, going there. Yes. Yeah. But so even though uh, Martin Landau and Barbara Bain are, are credited for being uh, stars of the, of the television program, uh, their characters do not appear in this book. No. We are several centuries ahead uh, of the yeah. original. It's like, I guess it's space... Twenty three ninety nine or something. Or yes, they they've gotten on a or bit. Two thousand ninety nine. I don't. It's never mentioned, is it? No, no. They're using some kind of new uh, new calendaring system because over the course of their uh, of their voyages, they've become a bit of a, a, a generational fleet. Because like many television uh, programs in 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 that era of science fiction, like they would pick up a cute alien at some point, and that would just become part of the crew, mm. which would happen like once a year. But after you've been traveling for several hundred years, you wind up with a lot, a of, lot aliens. of a lot of cool, sexy, yeah. cute aliens that are that are totally unique and have special powers, and suddenly, but are also going to be dying out because. They- they're on a generational ship and they don't have any of their species mates. So that's a problem for everyone on Moonbase Alpha. The humans as well, because they have such a limited gene pool. No. So humans are very susceptible to inbreeding because we've been through yeah. a, a, a population bottleneck that results in, in, in extremely low genetic diversity uh, among humans. I believe that the, like cheetahs have a similar have a similar problem. Well, it's, it's much worse with cheetahs than it is with humans. You can literally take a skin graft of one and stick it on the other, and genetically they're all cousins. I that's think. Yeah. Tricky. Yeah. With humans, it's not a big problem either, unless you do it for like several generations in a row. That was a problem that uh, uh, that this generation ship eventually realized they were starting to run into. Their genetic diversity was decreasing with every generation. And one of the uh, more advanced scientists of his age, uh, Dr. Quirnard Betermas, uh, <laughs> perfected the technique of cloning in order to perpetuate themselves. Oh, yeah. Which is, I mean, that, that sort of solves your problem of genetic drift. Like every person who, who dies, you can just make a new clone of them, but then you have a whole bunch of idiot clones running around because his particular style of cloning resulted in a a physical duplicate, but not a mental duplicate. So you had to be cloned early on in life. uh, And then raised as a normal child. Yeah, so you have a lot of like idiot 40-year-olds. It makes you wonder how much of the learning that children do is based on time that is actually required and how much of that is still brain development. Whereas if you would have a clone with a fully developed adult brain, if they could oh, learn, yeah. if maybe those could learn a lot faster. I mean, I've no idea how much that is. Uh, huh. Oh, yes. That, there was that chapter in the book that dealt with that. That's right. No, I, I remember it now. That indeed it went uh, it went a lot faster, but it was still a, a huge inconvenience. Yes, I mean, it's, uh, like yeah, they're wearing special uniforms so that you can tell them apart. Like you don't like yes. yeah, this is a kid, you know. It's yeah, like, yeah I don't like. <laughs> they make them go, wear you, special hats. It's kind of like learner plates, you know. It's like <laughs> big blue uniforms with a big L on the back. <laughs> How weird it must be to be walking around on a, on a on a space station where there's like six of yourself, and some of them are more senior, and some of them are wearing. Double hats and special wristbands I mean, and I guess it's like I guess it's, protective helmets. It's kind of like a family thing, I suppose. It's yeah. like it's, it's your clone family. Like yeah. I guess some families are more dysfunctional than others, so that could be like a thing as well. <laughs> oh, this is uh, like, speaking of dysfunctionality, yeah. I mean, I believe that uh, Volco, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Vo- Volvo and Vajona, Volvo and Vajona, being uh, the uh, the captain and the chief engineer. Ah, yes. To to absolutely crucial uh, uh, roles on this on this space station. On the space, well, it's not it's, it's a space station if your whole planet is moving through the. Uh... Well, it's sort of a space station with moon on it. 
is how I like to think about it. Which uh, sort of was a strange premise of the show. It's like this moon's kind of like slowly drifting. They have the alien of the week, but it would take like That's thousands right. of years to travel from one solar system to the next. That's there is, there is no speaks. solution for that no, in the, in the, in the it's book. It's just a massive just... hand-waving, I guess. Yep, exactly, because they leave the solar system in like a quarter of an hour and then off to the, off to the next plate and nobody's fucking squashed by immense G-forces of a, of a hyperlight jump. Exactly. Let's not nitpick no, about the... I uh, appreci- no, I agree, little, I agree. ...little... Errors, even that plot holes, I suppose, is the word. Oversight. Uh, oversight. Which is a fun auto-antonym. Auto-antonym? It's a, it's a word that means its own opposite as well. So oversight is uh, uh, oh, like checking that everything is, is, right. uh, is correct, but, but it's also, also oh, missing, missing something. something. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, there's a bunch of really cool oh, yeah. earthbound. And we have ones in uh, in Dutch as well, like Lenin, oh, yes. which is to loan and to borrow. To borrow, yeah. But we have the same as with uh, Lira, it's like to teach and to learn. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, there's yeah. that one. There you go. Like now, now, whom is actually important here? No, it's, it's not important. Whom is not important? <laughs> Oh, uh, right. Uh, this is a hill I will die on, dear readers. On top of the hebdromedary, we also found a corral of pet peeves here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And a, a whole nest of pet ants. <laughs> Yay! Is it going to be one of those days? Uh, right. So. No, it's not. No, it's not. We are best friends. <laughs> We're on this space adventure, uh, uh, much like Volvo and Vajona, the captain and the chief engineer. Yes, who are in a love triangle. Yeah. With the security chief. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was Gash Florden. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a 70s show. It was on the BBC, so it was a little bit, you know, it was a little Risque. bit... Uh, I mean, things uh, were, like, acceptable then that are not now. Like, But well, in the novelizations, they could uh, uh, they could really let go. Like, there's yeah. a lot of time spent on the cool alien sex parties. The alien sex parties, yes. Uh, because they've, they're, like, their generation fleet is just is just full of pervert aliens. Well, which is a bit weird when, when they come to the uh, planet of the Dujern. Dujern? Dujern, yes. Dujern? The aliens. They're a bit, like, boring and trite. My, one, one of them's called Dreek and the other one's called Trite. And <laughs> don't get these. I get Trite. I don't get Dreek. It's mental. It oh, all, it, three. It all, it, no, no, it all means the same thing. It's all, like, you know, slow and, like, dull and, like, Dujern is, like, uninteresting and boring. Oh, and... oh, that's cool. I wish I knew these words. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, uh, sorry, uh, uh, I, uh, my, my apologies, of course, to Michael Butterworth for, for uh, uh, doing all of these cool puns and, that and, I and didn't that's, And that's why I like having a Kindle, because like, when, when you don't know the word, you just, <laughs> yes, you just click on right. it and you just get the dictionary di- definition of it. That, that's another improvement we could make to books. Right, we can make them clickable. Yes. I do like the whole concept of paper books, but I mean, yeah. books are for keeping and preserving and stories yes. are for reading and they're not necessarily connected. Exactly. So what we're talking about as an improvement is a, is a book that is printed, but then it has like a USB slot where you can drain the words out into your Kindle. No, I mean, I'm with you. Be, I'm with it you. It should be contactless. <laughs> yes. You can sort of NFC tap there that will go. erase all the words from the pages quietly well, and move them no. into... Yeah, it's a... It's a mm, or you could have like augmented reality glasses when you're actually sitting there reading an actual book and you just go press the word and then your ar glasses are just going to go throw up oh and then and then some digital assistant voice comes up and says whoa well, you don't know that <laughs> you loser <laughs> yeah, come on everybody knows nerd. what that everybody knows what that means yeah. like it's sort of like the suggestion that we saw on twitter that one time and welcome to another episode so, uh, of kaki and k describe the internet this is where we introduce we need to record that soundbite yes. and put that in there <laughs> 
where somebody said that there should be some kind of hotline that you can call up and and tell them a particular word that you don't know how to pronounce, and then the person on the other side goes, "Oh, honey," and tells you how you're supposed to actually pronounce <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yes, that one. And that's they would make so much money. It but the "oh, honey" is absolutely required. Absolutely required. Well, you didn't know that Google offers that function when you like type a word in, and then it usually has a pronunciation guide. But m- well, more where? often, there's a little button you can click, and then it'll tell you. Oh, how when to you look for a word definition. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll oh, tell you how to pronounce it. That comes from Google Translate, which I've done for uh, uh, other languages as well. And a lot of them have, you know, Google's very advanced speech synthesis uh, technology. We have, a, we have a friend out in Sweden who is a, a voice synthesis scientist. Yeah, ama- amazing the, the work they can do and how they, like, try to make it sound more real by putting in little ums and pa- ahs and pauses and Yes, and, and breaths. And, and, and it's really remarkable. A technology, by the way, that has been used on this very podcast. It has been. There have been some words that were not said by yours trulys, but yet nevertheless. So, okay, get to sleuthing and see if you can figure out which of the words over the last 65 episodes were not actually spoken by us, but instead were were synthesized in. Especially since we're using a uh, voice synthesis, which has been trained on our own voices. It's a remarkable, remarkable technology. Um, but so these advanced synthetic voices are, are evident when you try to get a pronunciation for a word in English or French mm. or Spanish or Hebrew or, or common language. But by the time that you get to Welsh, for oh. which the research has not been done, yeah, I can it see. sounds like a fucking machine. Blade <laughs> <laughs> drug. Well, there's a there's a phonetic alphabet where you which has like lots of weird little things and uh, the international phonetic alphabet. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. I mean, like, how many phonemes are there in in total? Like, something like forty or something. No, there's there's got to be millions, like thousands, thousands at least uh, phonemes that humans can make. Okay, so like the, the osa clicking sound yeah. in your throat. There's like eight of those. Uh, okay. So there's there's at least one language that uses four of those and you can uh, you can glottalize, you can nasalize, right. uh, palatalize like in, in in Russian you have your usual consonants, but you can also palatalize them which means you say the consonant with your tongue raised like this. Yeah, which, when you get the yeah. Slavic thing, you get yeah, the Slavic that's what it talking like, yeah. uh, to palatalize. Yeah. Uh, and in Arabic you can you can close your glottis a bit so it sound like this so it's ta ta ha. Instead of t, uh, ha. but does that make a significant difference? Yes, like, they're different. They're different sounds oh, okay. in the in the language, and so in the way that in English, like we don't even think about it, but you have the, but also the. So there's think and this, hmm. and we write them the same, but they are different sounds because yes. one of them you use your voice and one of you you right. don't. I suppose that makes sense. Tons and tons and tons of phonemes. All right. Certainly in this in this world where all of these cool aliens have have lots of different like sound and language producing uh, organs, as, as well as a, a stupendous, a glittering array of genitals. Well, you know, not everybody keeps them in the same place. To quote yeah. a particular science fiction, <laughs> I, I believe that was uh, uh, that was a quote from uh, uh, Thames Tiberius Jerk, who is also on the <laughs> on the crew. Yeah, he likes to keep matters in his own hands. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the love triangle between uh, Volvo and Vajona uh, com- uh, and, and Gash, and Gash Florden. Uh, it's like it's being a little bit strained. I mean, they all have their like their interests in each other. Yeah. But the problem is that over time, despite all the sex parties, there's, yeah. there's become a bit of dissent among the crew, and there's two different schools of thought between yeah. the trekkers and the joiners <laughs> uh, who are uh, yeah. the trekkers are like convinced that they should keep going with their ancestral 
quest to keep on trekking, basically. Yes, uh, on, a, on, a, on a giant quest across the galaxy. galaxy. And the joiners are like, no, I think we should, like, stop this. We should, like, like find a nice little planet and, like, orbit our moon uh, around it and, like, just join that join that civilization. Yes. Of course, the, the joiners might not be the best choice for him because they're a little bit boring. It's like they only do missionary See, that's position. That's the problem. That's and, the problem for the joiners in particular because the joiners, they outnumber the trekkers by a significant margin, but none of the joiners can, can agree on which of the planets they should go to. It's the best one. No, they, they all agree that they should stop, but they like, yeah. yeah, all but, of them agree that they should have stopped at one or two of the sexy planets previously, but yeah. there's no way back. So, um, well, yeah, unless the, the, the nuclear stockpile has been exploded, there's no way to turn the moon around, basically. No, they've got they've got one more nuclear stockpile that they can detonate to like stop the moon uh, around whichever planet they're yeah, they're going carefully to pass orbit it, somehow. time it right. Well, yeah, you know, if you time it right, then you can get the moon captured, I suppose. It's- Anytime that you pass a planet, you've got to figure out is this one of the sex planets where we want to stay forever, uh, and can we negotiate that in time? And oh, maybe this isn't the one. Okay, we'll keep and, going. We'll, oh, I should have gone to that one. We should have gone with yeah. So it's all the virus. Remorse. Cool genitals, yes. yes. And it's like you can, fly, you can ferry your ships back and forth and you can like fly ahead and catch up. But uh, after a while, the moon's going to be like gone. So once you pass the. Uh, yeah. Which one is the. Zenith? No, that's the highest one. Nadir. Uh, Nadir is the lowest one, but that's not what they call it. Uh, when the, when the, the, Ask the ped ants. They probably yes, know. Yes, they might know. <laughs> but like, yeah, basically you have to like detonate your nuclear stockpile at the closest point to the planet. Wow. Whereas like the further Has out that ever do. been a mission in, uh, uh, in Kerbal Space Program? What, circularizing your orbit? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much all you do. That does make sense. That was a silly question to ask. <laughs> well, maybe I'm suffering from a bit of space madness, much like like some of these joiners are, because they're all unified in their in their hatred of the unchanging '70s aesthetic of yes. uh, uh, Moon Base Alpha. Everything is like like avocado green and 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 velour and plastic yes. everywhere. So when they arrive at planet beyond bed and bath, they are really absolutely going. They're <laughs> yes. thrilled about this whole thing. Yes. Because finally we have some we have some some novelty some some new materials and they have 108 colors of beige in addition to the eight colors of beige that we already have. Yes, there's even rumors that there is non-avocado green. <laughs> no, when you say when you hear avocado green, do you think of the outside of the avocado or the inside of the avocado? So the the outer part of the inside. So peel it right, right, yeah, and yeah, cut the, through. The, but then it's like stay away from the yellow interior yes. and, and move move outward. Right, that that kind of greenish. That's that kind like, of dull, flattened. Although if you get really close to the outside, it gets more vibrant, I suppose. Yeah, but that's that's, that's not what wrong, we've got here. Not, no. no, of course, like the bath mat has gone completely tatty. So like that's like yes, it's, yes, it's, the planet, <laughs> the planet beyond bed and bath. Now uh, uh, the joiners are finally unifying in their in their desire. This is the one. This is the one we're going to stay. And uh, it looks like they're going to fire their their nuclear stockpile and actually stay behind. But it is around the same time, by pure coincidence. Uh, uh, that professor, what was he called again in the book? Oh yes, queer nerd Batermas, uh, has has completed his work on something that he calls the uh, the psychomorph. Now mm. this was a device, and we see it on the cover that he designed to solve the problem of idiot clones because yeah. it allows the mind transfer. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So you can spin off a clone of yourself and then freeze it, and then when your body is worn out, uh, then you can climb into the psychomorph and have your mind projected into that body, uh, and off you go. And it's a bit yeah. ethically dubious, but... Yes, you know. very, very, very ethically dubious, but that's that's mm-hmm. Professor Batermas for you. Batermas. <laughs> 
and of course, uh, because of the because of the uh, uh, elation over the the, the finding of planet uh, uh, beyond Ben and Bath, mm. his discovery is immediately like uh, they pick up the ball and and run with it, and they start doing a lot of body swap parties. Oh, which certainly like it spices up this love triangles. Uh, what's it called? A it- triad. Is it? Like, wait, what's a, a love a love triangle that's like no two partners are in love with each other. Each each partner is in is in love with a with another one. I think that's the classical love triangle. Is it? Oh yeah, I suppose like Volvo loves Vajona, Vajona loves Gash, and Gash loves Volvo. <laughs> God, that. Oh, I did not realize. I'm sure that the writer didn't realize when he wrote those How names that, that they would be said quite like that. <laughs> he, he probably wishes that he'd gone with names like like a, a Dick Record uh, and Bug Rockers, like right. who, who who were some of the uh, the proponents of these body swap partners. I mean, you see a lot of familiar faces now wandering the halls of Moonbase Alpha, like unzipping their uh, uh, their jumpers and sort of looking down and like jumping up and down and jiggling. Oh. Oh, yes, it's like the baby elephant, like, swinging its trunk around. He's <laughs> yeah, like... looking down their pants and like, whoa. <laughs> hey, Dick, you're, you're, your penis is weird, <laughs> says Bajona. Well, which is kind of appropriate because of the discovery that this psychomorph also works with aliens. Mm. So aside from just having two people in a chair and swapping, them, uh, swapping their minds between them, the psychomorph is actually capable of projecting uh, and, and, and swapping your mind into someone else's body, even on a different spaceship. And, as they later discover, through time. It, yeah. is, it is not constricted to here and now. It's like fiddle with the settings a little bit more and you can like project your mind into anyone, anytime. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that Professor Betamass was very disappointed that his technology was, was abused in this way because people just go nuts with it. Well, what, what was he hoping for? That it was only used for clones? I mean, wouldn't any scientist be thrilled that their invention has a larger purpose than that they originally See, envisioned? Now, I like that. That's why you are the optimist of the, of the two of us. Well, that's unusual. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, the discovery that the psychomorph can do this projection through time gives rise to the third faction, uh, the, yeah. re- the Returners. Yes. Now, someone discovers, like, hang on, if we can travel in time, at least mentally, we can go back to the time, to 1999, yes. and prevent the moon from being blown into space. Yes. And having to, like, go through this endless trek with this 70s decor. Uh, <laughs> yes, because they all fucking hate it. I mean, they, 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 I mean <laughs> the planet beyond Bad and Bath was like, you know, it's been thoroughly raided, but even 108 colors of beige starts becoming boring after a while. <laughs> yes. And, you know, it's like, it's like, okay, yeah, we have a different variety, but it's like, it's not really improved, and the, the tiles are still Shit. Yes, it's all still garbage. It's also and in, in, in centuries we just haven't moved beyond this. So maybe like we're just the wrong timeline. Maybe we should never have split off from Earth. We should have just like prevented the original catastrophe and stayed with Earth. Well, there's obviously a debate about this, but uh, the faction eventually manages to convince the. Uh, uh, yes, under leadership of uh, uh, Dick Record, I think I think that's the, the, Dick Record, the leader yes. of the uh, of the Returners. And uh, Buck Rogers, Buck Rockers is the uh, Buck Rockers, yeah, Buck from, Rockers the, from, the, from, the from the Joiners, right? Yes, uh, who manages to uh, actually oh, and, and 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 tames Jiberius Jerk. He's definitely <laughs> one of the one of the one of the Trekkers. Yes, yes. Um, Buck Rocker, uh, Buck Rockers actually, uh, however, manages <laughs> I'm really to. Really amused by myself sometimes. I'm so <laughs> Oh, sorry. 
Yes. <laughs> he actually manages to pull himself off as a returner, but he's an in- turns out he's an infiltrator. Ah, oh, so there's so many twists in this book. When they actually manage to like uh, get everything calibrated to go back in time, they they do a little bit of exploratory uh, time travel, well, mind travel, I suppose is the correct yeah. word for it, and manage to find the original crew and scientists. Yes, who are the original moon base alpha scientists. They they project into the minds of these uh, of these people. Uh, and they find themselves in a rather confusing situation because yes. like, they've, they've okay priming the psychomorph for this is it, it, it's pretty much a one-time effort because of the amount of time that they have to go back and they can't they can't put, like jump back and forth. Yeah, they uh, have to use the entire nuclear waste uh, stockpile to power the psychomorph to make this yeah, jump. Exactly because they're going so far back and they can't just like constantly use it back and forth. So they have yeah, to like commit. They're really confused because they're walking around the bridge and they're like doing the thing and then suddenly someone calls cut. Uh, <laughs> And there's yeah. like, what's going on here? I'm, I'm just doing my job. It's like, what, what do I supposed to cut? And it's and there's nothing on this screen that I'm looking into. Exactly, and the it's like it's green and like and turns out they're on a on a movie set. Yes, and they they've made a mistake in their uh, psychomorph settings, and they they got the right setting, but they didn't realize that it was all a movie set. That they've now yes. suddenly projected themselves. It was a reverse Galaxy Quest. It is kind of like it's, I, I think <laughs> that was amazing. Maybe that's maybe Galaxy <laughs> Quest is actually a reverse Space 1999. Oh, because brilliant! It's much later. Yes. It's like oh, look, we can turn this around, and we can like <laughs> this wasn't that clever of them to think of that oh, something like yeah. that. But so how how weird it must be for 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 Volva and Vajona and Gash. Not only did they accidentally went into the movie adaptation of the very predicament that sent them to their fate to drift through the cosmos, but not only that, it's like they're in the porn version of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Inhabit, inhabiting the bodies of Avery Goodlay. <laughs> oh yes, yes, I get it, I get and, it. And Dixie Normus. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I wonder which one's is Volvo and which one's Vajona. It kind of doesn't matter. It's kind of it's, it's kind of left in the middle here, like we're. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some issues with, like, you know, which tab goes into which slot. Yeah. And there's a lot of that. But, I mean, I guess they've been primed by all the sex parties and everything. Exactly. They have some stuff that they can teach these Earthlings who've yeah. never been off, off off space. That even even with our limited set of genitalia, uh, uh, we we'll can have do, to make do. We can improvise. You know, we can pretend. They can show them, like, everything they've learned at these alien sex parties uh, comes to the fore. It's a, it's a huge success. What? Hey, what do you remember? What the title was of the porn version of Space 1999? Oh, um, the, um, what's a sex? Oh, of course, there's one sex Space 6969, oh, 69,000 yes. or some bullshit like yeah. that. That's probably it. that. That was it in the book. I remember yeah. now. Space now, 1969. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, like, no, 6969. That's probably, weird. There would be a period yeah, drama in the past. <laughs> so while we see our heroes all like at first despondent that they're that they're in in the past and that they can't avoid this uh, this disaster and then realize they're in a wonderful paradise because they're in the real 70s where there were more than 108 colors of beige and hey, it turns out beige is a pretty cool color when it's brand new nobody's ever considered combining it in new exciting ways with avocado green yeah and velours actually feels really nice yes. against your skin when it's new and not ratty and old well, that's all they've corduroy, ever known you know and corduroy yeah. yes have you ever heard about corduroy pillows no they're making headlines <laughs> Oh, fuck you. And so we close with Avery Goodlay and, and Dixie Normus and the other cast of Space 6969. Being actually in the, in the, in the future. Waking up in the future, yeah, on Moonbase Alpha, where they're surrounded by pervert aliens and they can go and to alien like, sex parties. This is amazing. We love it. Uh, because it's uh-huh. a two-way swap. Oh, yeah, no, it is. And they're even more confused that they're now in these, like, other bodies. But they, they've got they the psychomorph. They can, they can do whatever they, they want. They take to it, like, you mean, like, 
like what? actors in adult movies do. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, yes, that's how the metaphor goes. They take to it like adult movie actors <laughs> do. <laughs> now, that was a very good book, I, I, I thought. It. I thought it was amazing. Okay, so how are we going to rate this book out of 69... No, we can't. Sixty nine. We can do it out of nineteen ninety nine. I mean, that's nineteen ninety nine. Okay, yeah. How much out of nineteen ninety nine? I'll give it nineteen seventy eight. After that, oh, very good. Ah. Yeah, that's very good. That's also a very high proportion. But I, I really, really enjoyed this book. I do like a good smutty novel. I, I, don't, I thought it was quite tasteful. I thought it was. I thought well, it, it left a lot to the imagination. Well, t- yeah. it tickles and titillates. It titillates. Uh, yes, and, because it, the, it, the greatest erogenous zone for for humans is, is, the mind. Oh. is in the in the head. Well, yeah, and certainly if you have a psychomorph then your head can, can do some interesting stuff. True, true, true. Very much so. So I, I'll, I'll give it a 1978 out of 1999. What a wonderful review. And speaking of reviews, if you look down at your podcasting device, you should, should be seeing an opportunity to maybe leave a review or a couple of stars for yours truly. We would love to hear what you think of uh, today's episode. So get in touch with us at covermyasscast at gmail.com, especially if you have a recommendation for a book you'd like us to try reviewing. Uh, and you can talk to us on Twitter at covermyasscast. We'd love to hear from you there as well. And if you happen to live near Croydon or somewhere in the South London area and you've got nothing better to do on Saturday the 25th of April, check the website uh, because... We would love to say hello. Yeah, you might be able to join us for a live uh, session in the Strap library. Strap into the psychomorph and, and, and brain blast yourself. Oh, we should have been calling it brain blasting it this whole time. Well, I mean, <laughs> we, we have to stick with the book. So what do we have in store for our readers next week? Next week's book is by Glenn C. Ellenbogen, which is a weird name, but like... It's elbows. elbows in it Dutch. Is, but it is Ellenbogen. Although you don't spell it with an N. In, anyway, Glenn C. Ellenbogen, oral sadism and a vegetarian personality. That's... <laughs> 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 I've covered it. Uh, thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by U.S. Trudies. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. We didn't use that at all. But that didn't come up in the book at all. <laughs> 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 <laugh